Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We are going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion today. If you have a prayer request, a praise report, comment, we would love to hear from you. Again, locally, please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion today. And that number would be 800-366-8883. Again, toll-free outside the Las Vegas area to join in on discussion today. Please call 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live, audio and visual, by KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. Additionally, we are being streamed from Save the Lost at All Costs' website as well. And if you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go to our website, and I'm going to give you that address. It's www.savethelostlv.org. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. All our broadcasts have been archived. They're free. The gospel is always free on our watch. Be blessed. Listen as often as you like. Tell friends about it. We also have wonderful resources on our website. Uh, I just um, added on our front page an online memorial for the Las Vegas Strip victims. That happened October the 1st, 2017. So you can click onto that. Uh, you can read about all of them. Um, who um, were shot and killed. It's 58 of the victims. Uh, The shooter would be 59. Um, But please go out, and I encourage you to go to the website and look at it. Uh, In addition to that, uh, there's a wonderful fund that's available in our city where it goes directly to helping all the shooting um, victims, you know, families, those who survived, um, to raise money, uh, check the fund today. It's well over $10 million, and that is just phenomenal. That's happened in about six days. So God bless those who have donated, those who've wanted to donate it. Your prayers have been helping. We so need them in our community, and we thank you in a season called now. If you have a cell number and you'd like to join in our discussion, um, please uh, call 563-999-3194. You can listen to KKVV anytime you like by dialing that number and listen today. 
with our discussion again, 563-999-3194. In addition, we are being archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, uh, you can check out Save the Lost at All Costs on iTunes as well. I'd like to give a big shout-out and a thank you to Minister Rachel Richardson and her lovely daughter Elizabeth, who were able to come last Sunday and minister to um, our community and definitely um, stand in the gap for me because I was out of the state. So I really appreciate that. She's always available when I ask, and we love her. And thank you, thank you, uh, Sister Rachel. You know I'm eternally grateful to you. So we're going to get right to it. And uh, our topic today is broken vessels. Again, our topic for today is broken vessels. And what you need to remember about broken vessels is that they reveal the treasure inside. And I'm speaking to you from a spiritual perspective. And uh, God is the one that created us. So we are truly uh, his vessels. And we're going to talk about some treasure that was revealed inside um, as the events took place on October the 1st, 2017, in our wonderful city on the Strip. Uh, I was not in town when it happened. As uh, soon as it happened, uh, I was in another time zone, another state. Uh, I was awakened shortly thereafter. I was asleep. Matter of fact, I was sleeping because I was on my way back to uh, Las Vegas that following Monday. And I was told, uh, you know, check it out, turn on the news, see what's going on. And immediately uh, I checked it out and I just started praying because I knew God was already there. He has been there. He never left us. And that's what I did is I prayed and uh, I went back to sleep. And uh, I have never been more prouder than uh, my city than I was at that particular time. And to see and to hear about all the wonderful people that put themselves in harm ways to cover people, our first responders, you know, our police officers, uh, people that uh, were known and people that were unknown. It was just the whole spirit. And what I saw that touched me more than anything is I actually saw the fruit of the spirit displayed it's one fruit, but it has ninefold. It's a ninefold fruit. And I saw all nine of Christ's attributes of our Lord who is in heaven's attributes on full display. I saw love. I saw joy. I saw peace. I saw long suffering, which is also known as patience. I saw kindness. I saw goodness. I saw faithfulness. I saw gentleness. And I saw self-control. Now, we are known to be sin city um, that's what the world refers to us as but if you've known me and if you've been listening to me you know I've always say we're not sin city we're wind city because God is here he's always been here and don't let the world's titles fool you there are great people who live here there are great servants who live here there are wonderful people who visit who work here who care about people here and it was on full display for the world and I was just excited in my spirit that God ministers so greatly in the midst of our tragedies in the midst of our adversities in the midst of what people would call defeat death is not final as a physical death 
because judgment will be next. So death comes for all of us. I am not excusing what happened. What happened was horrific. It was tragic. However, God was here. And the people that live here were resilient. They rose up. And they let the world see them love and them live and them care for people. And not thinking about themselves. Nobody was alone. They all rose to the occasion. They were supernaturally gifted, anointed, and they all moved in one spirit. They were under the guise of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, the fruit of the Spirit is ninefold. And you can find what God says about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verses 20 through, uh, 22 through verse 23. So um, I was speaking to a wonderful sister in Christ uh, today, and we talked about that. We had great fellowship about it, and just warm my heart even more. I am just more excited about what God is doing in our city, what he's doing to touch lives and to transform lives. And how we really show that it doesn't matter what other people plan, what they meant to happen. God's plan will always happen. It will always manifest. It will always be revealed. And we need to be at our posts. We need to love more. We need to reach out more. We need to testify to God's graciousness and goodness and those that left in our midst, God will not forget them. They have not left us in vain. Their presence will be magnified. And it's up to us to lift them up and to remind people that we live in a wealthy place. It's a beautiful place. It's a great place. We're in the soul-saving business. And God is reigning and he's on the throne. And don't be dismayed. Be encouraged. Even in your tears, be encouraged. Even in what you don't know. If it doesn't make sense to you, God will answer you. As long as you come to him humbly and respectfully, he will not deny you. He will not deny you. And he'll give you the peace that you need to endure. He'll give you the strength that you need to endure. So let's look at Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 22 and 23. I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Verse 23. Gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You are not breaking any of God's laws. When you operate in the fruit of the Spirit. And you have displayed visibly the ninefold fruit. And we just indicated those. And... It's the attributes of those who are living their life for Christ. It's visible. 
you can see it. It's displayed. It was magnified. It was illuminated. It stretched all around the world and it will continue to stretch around the world. And people come and they will see that we're going to continue to live out loud. To be loving and kind and faithful. We are not going to be scared to do that. God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, to be timid. This is when we should rise up even more so. Love is an action. We need to be demonstrative and truly care. Get to know your neighbors. Stop wasting time in fake battles. We have a great opportunity. These wonderful souls ministered to us to the point of death. We should be getting so many lessons here. God will speak to us collectively and individually. Listen to God. He's speaking. Don't be afraid to sit down with him humbly, respectfully, and ask the questions that you need to ask. He is there to answer. He is the one with no beginning or end. He reigns. He can give you the answers that no one else can. Now is not the time to retreat. Now is the time to charge. Amen. So, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit and how it was marvelously on display. And it's just so illuminating, so wonderful. I just feel totally enveloped in it. Like I'm wrapped in a blanket with it. It's just oozing. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to go to chapter 12. And we're going to look at verse 10. Again, we're going to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. Excuse me. Chapter 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10. Kind of transposed that a little bit. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10. And the word of God says this. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We were... As a community, put in a weakened state. We weren't aware of the attack. There was nothing to let us know that it was happening or when it was going to happen. And we don't have control over circumstances, but we do have control over how we respond to circumstances. 
And Paul is saying here that he takes pleasure in in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. Because he says, when I'm weak, I am strong. He's strong in Christ. And that's what you saw in a city totally under siege. The people gave their hearts. They had actions that they took without regard for themselves. And they moved as quickly as they could. And some of them kept coming back and coming back and coming back to get more and more and more. Had it not been for the people whose spirit was quickened in their own injuries, mentally, physically, emotionally, they rose above that and went beyond anything that was humanly possible because they believed that these brothers and sisters in distress, them they knew, some they didn't know, people came from all over, that they were worth fighting for, they were worth saving, they were worth ministering to, they were worth caring for, they mattered, and had nothing to do with their exterior, it had everything to do with the interior of individuals, knowing that such a time as this, if not now, then when? Oh, you should be so excited about how God supernaturally endued these people. Put his anointing on them. They will carry a message of hope, of faith, of love. And they don't take credit because they don't even know how they were doing it. But it had to be done. There was something inside of them that says, I have to do this. It went all, it it went against logic, if you will. But that's how God is. In the midst of it, he's there. And we need to love on those. They have gone through something horrific but we were right there with them to embrace them and not let them go and I pray in the name of Jesus that we will not let them go and that we will not let ourselves go that we will rise up and we will be a symbol to the world that we are a lamp That's on a lampstand without a shade because we want to be light to the world. No. What I saw was miracle beyond miracle, signs beyond signs, wonders beyond wonders. Yes, I saw the true God reigning and ruling, the God of miracle signs and wonders. That's what he was known in the Old Testament. Well, He's still known for that. And they did not leave this earth in vain. I truly believe that their obedience 
will be recognized in the kingdom. Their love and care for others will be recognized. That their names will be called out. Constantly will be lifted up to the heavens. I believe that in my heart. starts with us individually. There's a lesson for all of us in this. No losses. Lessons. They matter to God. God says in his words, vengeance are mine, I will repay. You need not worry. God has accounted for them. God has made a place for them. We need to live as we believe it and know it to be true. God is a just God. He's a righteous God. He's a merciful God. may not make sense to us, but we need to give the proper response, men and women of God. Respond as Christ would respond. You are a fruit. And you must not be barren. You must not be bad fruit. Fruit must be fruitful. This is your opportunity to be more fruitful. Trust and believe. He's the same God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He has not changed. So, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's look at verses 7 through 12. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 7 through 12. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And today I'm talking about broken vessels. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 7. I'll be going to verse 12. And the Word of God says this, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. 8. We are hard-pressed. On every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Nine, persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Ten, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Eleven, for we who live are always delivered to death For Jesus' sake, that the body of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. 12. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Amen. We may be cast down, but we are not conquered. 
we are to display what God did for us in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus went to the cross for us as sinners. He died a horrific death for us so that we may have fellowship and everlasting life and salvation and join the gift of repentance. He died, but he's not dead. He rose in three days. He got back up. No one can take his life. He laid down his life. So we have to, in death, rise up and live. Go on as if we're running a race. Accept the baton. Go further. Do more. Reach out. Tell people about who Christ is. We have a great opportunity to minister. Even with tears in our eyes, even with broken hearts, we have a great opportunity here. Love covers a multitude of sins. We have those of us who are in Christ been given great gifts, been given great assignments. We have divine appointments. We must continue with the work. Death comes for us all. But in death, we live again. It's up to us to decide. What we're going to do as far as our final resting place. Our brothers and sisters who recently departed, they were living their lives. And we must live our lives too. We need to do it for them and for ourselves and show that we are operating in trust, that we're operating in faith, that we are operating in that we believe the Word of God, that we believe the Scriptures. See, the enemy wants us to sit and have debates and arguments and be confused and point fingers and blame and have hardened hearts. That does not honor our Lord and Savior. That does not honor those who went home to be with the Lord. We honor them by loving and caring and reaching out and being better and learning how to be more of a servant, to be more proficient, to be able to help people more in their time of need. Because only what we do for Christ is going to last. Now, you can believe God for everything, or you can be upset with Him for everything. It's your choice. 
But God's will will continue to be his will. And you don't want to be on the wrong side of God. Because the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God. He's here for the brokenhearted. He will give us strength. He will love on us. He will care for us. But see, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Every man has their appointed day. And every woman too. We don't know the hour or the time. When God is going to call us home. So we should live. As if we have the blessed assurance. That we will not die. But live with him in the kingdom. Because the body will die. It's the soul that's going to live on. We talked about it. Be assured that you will have your crown of life waiting for you. Don't be afraid to seize the day and be in action. not the time to go into yourself and pull all the shades down. No. We are the children of light and light we must be. This is not the time to retreat. It's the time to charge. There's so many treasure. So much treasure in broken vessels. And we saw this on display. You have got to see. The miraculous was done. God blessed those. Who operated. With just a mustard seed of faith. Man. They're so blessed by that. They put their faith into action. I told you I have never been more prouder of my city. Never been so confident that we are now the city that does not sleep. We are truly here for our brothers and our sisters. That we didn't make them fill out any special application. That we didn't divide people. That we saw a need. And we went there. And those of us who wanted to be and wanted to do they did what they could and we have great intercessors in our community God heard your prayers he's still hearing your prayers keep lifting them up keep praying for strength 
not only for yourself and in your homes, but outside of your homes. Love is what manifested. Joy is what manifested. Peace is what manifested. Patience is what manifested. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what manifested. Oh, it was huge. Huge. We're going to go to First Peter. Hear the pages turning. I'm getting there. (laughs) I am getting there. We're going to go to First Peter chapter three, and we're going to look at verse sixteen again. First Peter chapter three, verse sixteen, and the Word of God says this. Well, let me. Go up to verse 15. I'm in 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read verse uh, 15 and go all the way down to verse 17. Verse 15, and the word of God says this, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. With the meekness and fear, 16, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed, 17, for it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Praise God. That's why we have to stay at our post, even unto death. There's some people that are going to blame God. Some people are going to be very upset with those who serve the Lord when things like this happen. It's natural. We expect it. But it's no reason to stop loving and serving the Lord and His people. God says in his word that you should consider it an honor when you're persecuted. So we're going to defend the faith. We're going to defend the gospel. We're going to stand on the word of God. Even when things like this happen. Because God has not forgotten God is just. He's righteous. And everyone has to give an account for what they did or didn't do. That's God's job. We don't stand in the seat of judgment. We're always ambassadors. We're here to serve and to do the work and to represent him. Good, bad, and different. 
It rains on everybody. And you can expect certain things to happen. There are prophecies that have to be fulfilled in the scripture. In order for Christ to come back. I left you with Maranatha. The Lord is coming. Oh God, come quickly. So. It's not our job to question. It's our God. It's our job to be at our post. It's our job to stand on the word of God. It's our job to love. To serve. To be faithful. To be obedient. To be patient. And to share our testimonies. Share the gospel. And to let people know. That we love the Lord. Here in our community. We love him. And we love him unto death. And we're not going to start. Not loving him. And we're not going to stop living. And we're not going to stop reaching out. And we're not going to stop living our lives. We're going to teach our children. And teach them well. We have a responsibility. Because our Father in Heaven has taught us well. He's been a great Father. And we need to do the same. And be patient with people. Help them. Love is an action. And we need to be demonstrative. Especially in a season called now. We're going to go over to Second Peter. And we are going to look at chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses 5 through 7. Again. We're going to go to Second Peter, Second Peter, chapter one, verses five through seven. And the word of God says this, verse five, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, six, to knowledge self control, to self control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, verse seven, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness Love. And let's go on to verse 8 and verse 9. And verse 8. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 9. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. 
We don't want to fall back to being vengeful, operating in anger and impatience. No. We don't want to do that. We have to give the proper response. Whatever the circumstances are. And Jesus was a prime example. When they seized him. When he was praying in Gethsemane. They weren't kind to him. They beat him. It was a trial that was unjust and unfair. They spat upon him. They told all kinds of lies on him. And he still loved us and went to the cross for us. Even those who were doing the persecuting. Even those who were violating his body. Those who would nail him to the cross. Before he took his last breath, he said, For God, he said, Father, forgive them for what they do. They don't forgive them for what they do. They do not know what they do. Forgive them, Father. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. We have to remember who the Lord Jesus Christ really was and who he is. He was tempted by every sin known to man. Yet he was sinless. There's no one like him. And we were made in his image. And those of us who are in relationship, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. The Holy Spirit. Righteous indignation. That's excellent. Gives us the fortitude to stand up and be an advocate for those who need an advocate. To care for the sick among us, the widows among us, the poor among us, the prisoners among us. To share with those that need to go without so others may have. It's an attribute. Of a believer. Judgment is reserved for the Lord. So let us not fall into blindness. Let us not be short-sighted. Let us not concentrate on things we don't have earthly understanding to understand. Let's continue to do the work of the kingdom. In good weather, in bad weather, in indifferent weather, no matter the weather, the work is still the work. The goal is still the goal.
It does not change. Stay focused. Stay in Christ. We're going to go over to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. And we are going to look at verses 31 through 39. Again, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at verses 31 through 39. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? 36, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. 37, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That was Romans 8, and we read verses 31 through 39. That's a very, very powerful testimony that Paul is stating. A very powerful exhortation. He is giving. You have to think about that. He said. There was no height. Or no depth. Or no other created thing. Shall separate. Us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No circumstances. People. He said, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. No. There was nothing. No acts. No actions. 
no inactions. Would cause separation. Nothing. And that's what I saw in my city. That there was nothing that anyone could do. No action. No no matter how horrific it was. Could stop. Love. Could not stop. People from rising up. To help people. To totally show no regard for themselves. They just had one thing on their minds. Help. They need help. It's my brother out there. That's my sister out there. It's my mom. My father. My grandmother. My grandfather. My neighbor. They had great love and relationship for people they probably didn't even know their names. But at that particular moment, at that precise time, they were everything to them. And they were letting them know, we're here to help. Stay with me. Speaking to them. Holding their hands. Comforting. Tending to their wounds. Tending to their needs. Helping them. While the whole world was watching. They could care less. They weren't there to get credit. And fame. Riches. No. God moves on the hearts of men and women. Men and women of God. Don't ever doubt his power and his might. Like I said, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It may not make sense to us. In our earthen vessels. But when vessels are broken. There's treasure inside. And I saw the most richest treasure ever. I've ever seen displayed. In my community. God does his best work. When we're at our weakest. He does his best work. In. Tragedies. Because we're never the same. We're more resilient. More determined. To show the love of Christ. To manifest. Him. To all. And present him. In a way that they can understand. That they know it was nobody but God. Nobody but God. We will give God the glory. We will give God the honor. And we will care for our brothers and sisters. And we will be resilient. And we're going to go forward. 
and we're going to be bigger and we're going to be better spiritually and we're going to exude the anointing that God has placed on us we have given the world a taste of the divine assignment that is on all of our lives here we have been divinely appointed to be ambassadors to tell people to remind them that God paid us a visit oh he was here and he loves us and none of our brothers and sisters as they were transitioning were alone they mattered and we cared for them and we took care of them and we made sure that their families were comforted and we're going to do it and continue to do it yes save the lost at all costs is for real It really is. And we're going to continue to do that and do God's work. One touch at a time, one prayer at a time. Relationship is important. You matter. And you will always matter. We love you and save the lost at all costs. God bless. Bless this ministry. Yes, that's right. Bless them by calling them email. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations, 10.60 a.m. and 101.5 f.m. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
33-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.